Hello and welcome to Voyage to the Wild, the podcast documenting my journey as I sail around the planet in search of extraordinary wildlife and the remarkable people working to protect it. My name is Charlie Young and I am a marine scientist and your host for this series. And together we are going to venture off the beaten track to explore some of the wildest places on Earth. Coming up in this week's episode... I've arrived in Cape Verde and heading into the field with Project Biodiversity to spend an exciting night at their sea turtle hatchery. A land of salt and sand. Blaring winds and baked earth. Stepping foot on Sal Island is a lot like landing on Mars. After a seven-day passage from the Canary Islands, we made landfall on this low-lying slab of volcanic rock shrouded in a strong harmattan. It veiled the horizon in a haze of orange dust and made me feel like we had somehow sailed onto the movie set of Mad Max. Sal is one of 10 islands that make up the archipelago of Cape Verde lying at the most eastern edge of its extent, some 560 kilometers off the coast of Senegal. It is an extremely barren and arid place, not somewhere I would recommend to dendrophiles. But what it lacks in abundance on land, it makes up for underwater. And this is what had brought me here. Cape Verde is a global marine biodiversity hotspot. It's a paradise for all types of marine life. 60 different types of sharks and rays are found here, at least 17 species of whales, dolphins and porpoises, and it is crowned one of the top 10 global hotspots for coral reefs worldwide. When researching conservation organizations, I came across a local NGO called Project Biodiversity. Working to protect Cape Verde's natural ecosystems, at the heart of their work is the conservation and protection of the loggerhead sea turtle, Careta Careta. This species is the third largest sea turtle of the seven extant species and gets its name from its large head which houses powerful jaws capable of crushing through the shells of bottom-dwelling prey such as whelks, mollusks and crabs. As I learned through my research, Cape Verde is an especially important place for these reptilian ocean roamers. This archipelago supports one of the world's largest nesting aggregations of these turtles and is the only major nesting site in the Eastern Atlantic. Every year, thousands of female loggerheads visit the island of Sal between the months of June and October. When they arrive, they haul themselves up the beaches at night, where they nest and lay their eggs. Each season, Project Biodiversity collects a percentage of these wild nests and relocates them to their turtle hatchery, where they care for them until the baby turtles hatch and can be released. Curious to learn about this work, I headed down to the hatchery for a memorable evening where I met up with Deborah Newlands, the project's volunteer coordinator and social media manager, where I learned about the plight of these turtles and helped the team to release the next generation into the ocean. So we are shading uh, this area because with climate change, there's a temperature increase on the sand, and then for sea turtles, the temperature of incubation is going to determine whether they're males or females. 
So by shading it here, we're trying to hopefully produce some more meat, some, some more males yeah. instead of females. And then on the other side, we have an unshaded area. So that one potentially is producing more females. Okay. So what is the normal incubation temperature range for sea turtles? So it's around, for this species, the loggerhead sea turtle here, it's around 29 Celsius. Yeah. That's warm. <laughs> they like it toasty then. Yeah, and then if just a small increase of a few degrees higher or lower than that, you can have all females or all males. And if it just passes a bit too much after that, the entire clutch, all of the eggs can be, they will not develop. And so that you mentioned this is because of climate change, this is something that I've also read in the literature and obviously I guess is a really long-term problem because temperatures are only forecasted yes. to rise. So are you seeing a real skewed population here in Sal or Cabo Verde? Are you actually seeing the impacts of that already? It's hard to, it's hard to say because they take a long time to reach maturity and start reproducing. And when they are born, you cannot tell whether they're males or females. But it is estimated if climate change were to continue that the population here uh, in Cape Verde will be mostly females. Okay, wow. Really interesting. But it's great that you are finding that being able to put shade up at least is actually making a difference and keeping the temperatures down. How many at capacity, how many nests can you fit in here? So between the area where we are and the one that is just behind us, this year we have relocated 1,153 nests, if I'm not wrong. Wow. Because what happens is as you fill it up, the first section and the second section, by the time you're finishing the second section, uh, section the first ones are already hatching. Okay. So you make up more room. So <laughs> you can continue relocating if needed. Wow. And where are you getting these nests from? Where are they coming from? So the nests that we relocate to this area, we find uh, we find them on the beaches nearby the hatchery here in the, s the south of the island, southeast, uh, in the town of Santa Maria, for example. Uh, because the nests that we find and we bring here, they need to be relocated. They cannot stay where they were laid by the mama turtle because we have a problem with light pollution on these beaches. Okay, so that's the main issue. Light pollution is disturbing these nests. And can you explain exactly. a little bit exactly how that happens? So what do, what's the problem with light pollution? So light pollution is a problem for sea turtles, not just here in Sao or Cape Verde, but around the world in general. Because sea turtles, when it comes to reproducing, when it comes to nesting, hatching, they're more active at nighttime especially when it comes to nesting and hatching, actually. Uh, uh, so that means that they're coming out of the water, the mama turtle comes out of the water, she lays her nest, and then she heads back to the water. But to find the water on a natural beach, she's gonna guide herself by searching, by looking for the brightest horizon, which on a beach with no human interference nearby should be the ocean. The waves, they reflect the night sky, even if it's cloudy, if there's no stars or moon, the waves crashing still have kind of a, a glow and then this way the turtles know that's where I have to go. <laughs> but of course, if you have on the horizon, like you can see now around us, the hotel lights, the city lights, this is of course brighter than the ocean, than the waves crashing, and that will confuse not only the adult turtle, the female that has laid the eggs, but the baby turtles after they, they hatch and they're emerging towards the water, they start walking in the wrong direction, they get lost. That means for adult, adult turtles, we often find them lost on the beach during our work, and for the baby turtles, an entire nest can just start walking towards town and not make it to the water. Wow. And that's obviously a huge problem because isn't there a statistic out there that says only, is it one in a thousand will yeah. actually reach adulthood? 
Yeah, so that's, of course, a very low number. Uh, and light pollution is a, really a problem here on South Island because if you have a nest that is on the beach with hotels nearby or the city lights nearby, an entire nest can be doomed and not make it. Wow. And so how many hotels are we talking about along here? I mean, we arrived by bus and we drove through. And I mean, I maybe counted at least six on this main road, but mm -hmm. like how many hotels are around here? Around 20 more or less. Wow. And they're okay. all big. And I suppose this is probably just a, a growing industry, isn't it? Yeah. So South Island is, as you might have seen in the previous days, it's a beautiful island. Uh, which means we have lots of tourists coming here to stay in these all-inclusive resorts, which are lovely, but of course this has uh, an impact, right? Because if you were to build a, a resort or a hotel, you're going to build it right close to the beach, not mm -hmm. far away from the from the ocean. And that's also where the sea turtles are. So, And not just sea turtles, but other animals and plants are on this habitat, so there's an impact for sure. So it's prime prime location, really, both turtles and tourists. Yep, <laughs> very busy, very busy area. Very busy indeed. So let's wander over. So yep. I know that we're late in the season, so it's November now, at the end of November, and so most of the hatchery is actually empty. Mm -hmm. But I see here a couple of little wooden kind of stakes in the ground. So these are where the nests that still haven't hatched are? Exactly. So... That's how we relocate a nest. We find a nest on the beach, we bring them over. We make a hole on the ground, which has approximately the same depth and width of the original nest. Mm. Uh, we carefully place the eggs in there, we close the nest. And then we put this marker that you mentioned, this blue marker, which has on the top the number of the nest, so we know which nest it is, and the number of eggs written in chalk. And then that's how we can keep track of everything. We have everything nicely written on our database so we can always look back and see, oh yes, this nest was laid on that night and then it should come out in around 56 days, which is going to be around this window of days. Okay. And then we come back here. It sounds way more complicated than, okay, here's a nest, let's take it, let's <laughs> dig another hole and, and pop it in there. You actually collect quite a lot of specific different characteristics of the nest and then you mm -hmm. replicate that. Why is it important to replicate the origin nest? Right, so it's important because of course the mama turtles, they know best, they've evolved millions of years to do the nest the way that they do it. So that's why we try to replicate it because also the size of the nest, it's compatible with how many eggs are in there. And then we try to replicate to give these eggs the best chance of development and survival as possible, right? One thing that we also do is when we are taking the nest from the original site, from where the sea turtle laid them, we collect some of the sand that is at the bottom, on the bottom of the nest, because when the sea turtles, they lay the eggs, they lay these eggs with this fluid, which has really important uh, properties against bacteria, fungi, and other things that could damage the eggs so we scoop some of this humid moist sand with fluid uh, with the nest and we put in back in the uh, inside in the bottom of the nest so the eggs will still have this protection against wow. bacteria and such that's amazing that's actually something i hadn't heard of before and so that's fascinating that you also bring some of the sand with you Mm -hmm. And just to speak about loggerhead turtles a bit more in general. So here, that's the main nesting species that you get. Yeah. Are there any other species that nest here? So around the world, we have seven species of sea turtles. Uh, out of the seven, you can find, find five of them swimming around the waters of the archipelago. 
but only one of them is nesting regularly, which is the loggerhead sea turtle. Uh, you do get an occasional nest on the other islands here of maybe green turtle, hawksbill, but the one that is nesting here by the thousands every year is the loggerhead sea turtle. Okay, and so are loggerheads like other sea turtle species that will return to the home beaches where they were born? Yeah. So the eggs here are basically the clutches of, of females that themselves were born on these exact beaches? Exactly, so their moms were born here maybe 20, 15 or 25 years ago, laid these eggs around the island and then we collected the eggs and then in a few decades they will come back as well. And would you say the south of the island is kind of the main nesting area or are they all over Sal? Mostly the south, southeast, southwest. The north of the island is mostly like rocky areas, uh, so they don't nest that, that often. You do find occasional nests there, but not as much as you find in the south, southeast, southwest. Okay. So really you are in the heart where the main nesting is happening. Yeah, we are where the turtles are. <laughs> we follow them. You follow them. Oh, it's lovely. And so this will actually be the first time, I mean, if any of them do actually come out tonight, this will be the first time that I've ever seen a baby turtle before. I've unfortunately never had that, that pleasure. I've seen adults, I've seen adult loggerheads and juveniles from mm -hmm. a distance. They're always quite skittish in the water, though. I've found mm -hmm. them particularly hard to get close to. I've seen greens, I've, I've seen hawksbill. But when turtles first emerge, they all look pretty similar. Is that correct that it's pretty hard to differentiate between different species? Do loggerhead babies actually look any different to green turtle babies? So actually loggerhead and green babies they're very different. The green babies they have a complete white belly while loggerheads are completely black. So the greens are they have black uh, back and the belly is white. They're a little bit flatter not much, but, but to a trained <laughs> eye, you would say that they're a little bit flatter. More pancake-like. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then different sea turtle species, they will have on their carapace different number of scutes. So if you take a baby turtle up close and you count how many scutes you have, you can tell whether it's a green, it's an olive or hawksbill, etc. And so let's talk about the process a little bit of how they, they get up. So how deep are these nests? I know that they're probably, as you mentioned before, mm -hmm. varying depths, but on average, what, what's the depth that on they're average, at? On average, 45 centimetres deep. Okay. And how long does it take for them to, to get out? So, well, the incubation, as I said, is 50 to 60 days, maybe a little bit less, a little bit more, depending on what time of the season we are. Mm -hmm. And then they start like cracking the egg open and they start climb, climbing up, 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 slowly, ever so slowly. It takes maybe one, two days, maybe three days if they're a bit slower. And three they, they, days? Well, maybe if wow. they're extra slow. <laughs> but around, around that. Yeah. But that's, that's amazing because you kind of imagine that a turtle just hatches and boom, there it goes, it's up within a couple of minutes. But to think that they're actually there, buried... Yeah, for but days. that's for like the most of the nests to come out is going to be around that from the first okay. ones to the last yeah. ones, the window of two, three days. Because they need to wait uh, until it's nighttime mm -hmm. first, so mm -hmm. it's not as hot. They're less in a natural nest, they'll be less visible to predators at night. Mm -hmm. So once the temperature starts dropping, as it starts getting cooler, they start moving. Mm -hmm. And then bit by bit, bit by bit, and then once the sun rises, gets warmer, they stop emerging. Then they wait until nighttime again. And then they also push each other up. Aww. And hopefully if you will see some of them, flippers crossed, they will hatch tonight. Flippers crossed, I love that. 
have to go like this with your hands. You put one okay. hand on top of the other. One hand on top of the other. And then your flippers are crossed. <laughs> uh, but if they do hatch, uh, you will see that the ones that are at the top of the nest, the first ones, they kind of look like they're sleeping because they're waiting for their siblings to continue pushing them out. And then they're just there like sitting, waiting. <gasps> With their so eyes safety in numbers. Exactly. Okay. Safety in numbers indeed. They're a lot smarter than you think then, they really. They absolutely are, yes. Millions of years of evolution made them really smart. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, I guess the waiting game is on. It is. We're we can walk around and see if there's anything, but the guys just did around and they didn't see any heads or anything. And what, what little clues are we looking for? I can see at the, the surface here, there looks like sand that's kind of caving in a little bit. That's not a sign? It is or a sign that the nest has hatched, the eggs have already hatched. So Ooh. imagine that you have a clutch of maybe 60 eggs, 45 centimeters deep mm -hmm. down in the sand. Once these babies crack the egg open and start moving a little bit, that makes the sand a bit more loose. So the the top of the nest is gonna fall a little bit. It's gonna get a little bit depressed, I guess. You yeah, could say. it kind of caves in. Yeah, it caves in, and that's a sign that oh, the babies are moving inside. In a few days, maybe one, two days, you will see them at the surface. So. Most of them actually look like they have. I know. Imagine if they all just ha like come <laughs> out tonight. It'll be a very long night, a lot of work, but <laughs> lot, lots of fun as well, for sure. Okay. And then once they are coming out, you just see first maybe just a flipper or just a nose or just a head. <laughs> and again, once you've done this a few days, weeks, you can, well, with years of experience, it's even yeah. easier, but you just yeah. barely look and say, oh, yeah, that's a head, that's a flipper. But if to an untrained eye, could, you could look and say, oh, it's a shell, it's a rock. And then you might be looking to a rock for a while and it's like, oh, no, hang on, that's a baby turtle. <laughs> that rock is moving. <laughs> my, my bets on some of these, these look quite well caved in. Yeah. I mean, they, they look like they've had, I don't know, yeah, quite a lot of sand cave I in there. I think this, this one and this one look like they've already hatched because you can see some uh, marks on the sand i think i don't think so i can't see very well because this one is more smooth than this one so they hatch they hatch in some nests will hatch all at once but some could hatch some babies in one night the others in the following night mm -hmm. or even throughout the night multiple times so i think in this one we can see some mark from the flippers meaning that maybe last night some babies already came out hopefully the remainings will hatch wow. tonight okay so like this dappling so just to describe it a little bit more, so we've got these nests and they're surrounded by this this mesh that's essentially mm -hmm. supposed to keep the baby turtles contained once they actually make it yeah, to the top. Yeah, so that's to make our job easier because <laughs> on, <laughs> in nature there's no hatchery, the nests are just there, the babies hatch, the babies go to the water. But in a hatchery we have this to make, well of course our job easier, but also so we can know exactly how many babies hatched from how many nests, the success, the time, everything, trying to track down as much as possible so we can study and understand everything better. So yeah, you have this metal cage around the nest, which uh, is to contain them in there. Yeah. So once they hatch, they will just be in there and we have every night since the before actually the first nurse started hatching we have volunteers that stay here overnight like you will tonight religiously <laughs> monitoring this nest and waiting checking the nest every hour to see if any babies are emerging if they are we wait until they're fully out and fully active ready to go and then we pick them up put them in a bucket and bring them closer to the water oh it's really exciting <laughs> i don't know if i'm actually going to be able to sleep 
That's the problem <laughs> is that I'm so excited for baby turtles that I probably they are be, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's it's really exciting, and so yeah, fingers crossed. Flippers, flippers crossed. There we go. <laughs> so the team's just come past the tent to wake us up to let us know that there is a nest. So just going to wander over now and have a look. Oh, I see them. Oh, look at them all. Oh, wow. God, there's so many. How many do you think are there? We're going to count them later, but maybe like 40. I would say maybe 50. 40, 50. Is that quite a big nest? We 74 eggs. That's yeah. like a... Usually it's like 70% of the nest that hatch. Okay, so is that maybe most of them there that have come up? Yeah, probably. And so you're yeah. just scooping some sand there into that bucket? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're going to put the turtles when we're finding them, so that's a bit softer for them. Yes, a bit softer than a plastic bucket. Yeah. So then we have like this sheet where you have to write like the date, like the time, and then like the number of the nest here. Okay. And now um, we're going to count how many turtles we find at this time. Because um, the same nest can hatch like multiple times a night. Mm -hmm. like, there might be like 40 now and then like in two hours there's like two more that come up. Oh, they are very cute, very active as well. I'm going to put the microphone a little bit closer to them and you'll be able to hear them pattering around. Such a great sound. <laughs> so Leonie's just picking them up one by one out of the nest area and into the bucket just so that we can count and see how many have come up. And they're super duper active, crawling around. As I said, they've already kind of aggregated to one side of the little pen that they're in obviously trying to direct themselves to the sea. And tonight it is a very bright night. We're nearly at full moon. And they're just full of beans, ready to get to the sea. So they're now all out of the nest and into the bucket. How many have you counted? We had 41. Okay, 41. So you're just popping your finger in there. Can you explain a little bit why? It was just to see if there's like other turtles that are like close to the surface because sometimes like they're right underneath but you can't see it yet. Okay. Just to know if like there's going to be some other ones soon or not. Okay. Are they quite soft at, to touch right now? Do they feel... They're not really soft but the carapace is like hard. They're like not really really hard so that's one of the reasons why they're like super fragile and and of course they're tiny so they're very easy to be picked yeah. off by predators at yeah. this this very young age they've got so much power already <laughs> i suppose this is exactly what they need to have though isn't it they need to be ready to go yeah. straight away because obviously when they emerge they don't always have a bunch of lovely people to yeah. look out for them and to make sure that they make it to the sea yes. and so it's a struggle from the moment that they're born for survival ultimately. Yeah. Okay, so now you've counted them, what's the plan? So we found 41 for now. 41? For now we are gonna bring them to the ocean, to the water, and release them so they can go back. Amazing. 
Right, so we're leaving the hatchery with all 41 of the hatchlings in the bucket and we're now wandering on down to the sea. Might even already be able to hear the waves in the background. We're not far away, probably about 100 meters or so. And in between there is some dunes. And then when we're getting onto the beach now, I can see that there's very much a tourist beach. There's sunbeds everywhere. No tourists at the moment, but as I was discussing with the team earlier, it's a very busy, busy spot and the turtles really do now have to share their beaches with people. And so it makes all the difference that the team is here to be able to collect them once they've emerged so that they can go and get a very good start to life. So before we release them, we always check if they're like not too many crabs or dogs. And then we just put them like three or four meters away from the water mm -hmm. so they can walk a little bit yep. and then go in the water. Okay. And so you obviously look out for those things because crabs and dogs are both, both things that would want to eat the turtles. Yes. Here they go. So we've just placed the bucket down and all the baby turtles are now crawling out and instinctively heading towards the sea. And they're quick. They may be tiny, but they're very quick. And a wave's just caught most of them and they're off. How beautiful. We've got the last little three now here at the back going. And how they propel themselves along is just amazing, really. You got a real kind of bum shake as they go. Just watching this little one actually as it's touching the water for the very first time, it just started to lift its head up and really take in the smell of the sea. And that's it, the last wave has come in and they're gone, all 41 of them out to sea under a beautiful moon to start their life. Absolutely magical. Because yeah. there's times where they just go everywhere and like the sea keeps <laughs> washing them back up. Oh no! And you spend like 20 minutes trying to get them all into the sea. It's also the moon is really good. Yeah, the moon, the moon is bright. It's not, not totally full, but as you say, it's very bright. And so that gives them a real clear indication of where they're meant to go. Yeah. How wonderful to watch that, to witness it. So special. Amazing, and so that's that's it. Now it's back to the hatchery wait again. and wait again. Okay, so it's, what time is it now? 6.18. 6 in the morning, so we had a couple, or we had the first nest come out at midnight and had nothing for hours. And then now we've got four that have come out of a different nest. And they're quite a, uh, a lot less active than the uh, the others, aren't they? They're kind of, these look a little bit lethargic in a way. Maybe they're a little bit, I don't know, sleepy? And maybe they, they came out and like 
one hour ago, something like that. Okay. So they're already tired from moving out. Yeah, so they, they could have spent a lot of time trying to dig themselves out, and so they're a little bit sleepy. So we're going to do the same thing with these little guys? Yes. Just picking them out and putting them into the bucket. And then they're ready to go down to the sea. Well, it's a beautiful sunrise. The last stars are just about disappearing now. And the sun is starting to come up. And there's a couple of clouds in the sky, but otherwise it's very blue. And it's a bit nippy. Okay, so we're just coming onto the beach and it's a bit calmer than last night. It's just very, very calm waves lapping up against the shore. Okay, so we're going to release them now. And these ones taking a little bit longer to come out, but there they go. off for a life in the sea. So this one's kind of coming back towards us a little bit. That's not the right way, little one. And this is the thing, now it's sunrise. Sometimes the little turtles get disorientated. So just that gonna way. send it on the other way. That's right, to the ocean. Okay. So a couple of the others have made it and I can just see their reaction as they, as they touch the water as they really start to flap. What a beautiful reaction, the first time touching water and instinctively started to flap like it would to be able to swim. Go little guy. Okay, the wave almost. So close you can do it. Okay, there we go. And they're off. They're swimming already. Isn't that amazing. amazing? How the instinct is just there to swim. It's unbelievable. It's thinking that they've never seen, never touched the water before, and first time they are there, they already know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic. Nature doing its things. It really is beautiful. Ah, well, all we can say really is good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. That's it for this week. Don't forget to hit the follow button wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you want to see more of the adventure, you can find me on Instagram. Just follow the link in the description below. And until next time, fair winds and smooth sailing.